FlotationLocations.com is the world's premier isolation tank directory and flotation resource center. Their website provides the most reliable and up-to-date global locator for float tank locations. And they house social media pages, newsletters, blogs, and so much more so you can remain updated in this growing industry. If you're interested in floating, you can find a location using the fastest, most comprehensive search engine available. If you're, flo- if you're a float center or a tank manufacturer and haven't teamed up with them yet, it's time to get found. From educating new floaters to providing premium advertising for, for float locations, Flotation Locations aspires to be the industry's hub and are proud to be an integral part of driving, driving the, this industry forward. Our second sponsor is EscapePodTank.com, and they are the world's least expensive professionally manufactured float tanks, but don't think they're cheap. They're made from 14-gauge steel, which is powder-coated, and the panels are precision manufactured right in the U.S., the ship's disassembled, but it's easy to handle. The, t- the biggest panel is 4x4, four, four, 4 feet by 4 feet. The pump is assembled, ready to go with a timer. and plugs right into, it's got a, t- a, a GFI outlet on there. It plugs right in. And uh, <clears throat> the absence of the pump on there, the pump and filter, filters the whole solution three times in 15 minutes. Installing and building the tank is easy. It requires only simple hand tools. And it comes with a detailed instruction manual. And the guys are there to, to, uh, to help you out if you need help. You can call Jeremy and he'll, uh, he'll get out of bed and he'll, he'll tell you what you need to do. Your escape pod tank comes in blue. And once your order is confirmed, it typically takes two to three days to get, two to, th- excuse me, two to three weeks to get the tank to your location if you're in the lower 48. Putting your tank together is only going to take you about six hours and it's ready to float in about one to two days after the salt dissolves. You can pre-order your tank in a, in a different color if you want, but there's an additional charge. Contact Jeremy at escapepodtank.com if you're interested. And uh, do me a favor and let him know you heard about it through the podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Flowcast. Hope everybody's doing good. I wanted to have some clients on tonight, but uh, the client I had had to run out. And But I think I have a guy who's coming tomorrow who wants to come and uh, come in the Flowcast. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, I thought I'd talk about uh, keeping the tank clean and keeping the room clean. Um, not that I am a super expert on it because I've only had about, you know, 30 people come, you know, before, between friends and family and all that, you know, about 30 people. My name's Tom, by the way, I run, uh, I run a place, uh, a, the float place on Long Island, which is uh, Long Island's pioneer float tank therapy. And so far it's going pretty good. Um, it's, you know. Not break it down into walls, but so far I think it's going all right. I've had very good responses from from people so far. All the clients seem happy when they leave, so hopefully it keeps going in that direction. Um, but yeah, this this week I'm going to talk about keeping the tank clean and keeping the room clean. And uh, keeping the tank clean actually starts from before you even put water in it, which is obviously make sure that the tank is the walls itself are clean. You know, wipe it down. Number one, wash it with, with uh, a nice soft soap and water. And then rinse it down with just plain water and then dry it off and then just make sure everything is super, super clean. Go over with a white rag, a white rag because any dirt that's in there is going to be dirt in your water and you just don't, you don't want it in there from the start. You know, you don't want to be like, ah, oh, you know, the filter will take care of it. Like, why would you do that? You know, just get it out of there from the start. The next step is, um, when you're filling the tank, as far as the water goes, um, get a heavy water filter from Walmart 
or uh, yeah, I got mine at Walmart. I think it was 19 bucks. It's about a foot long and it attaches to the end of a hose. <clears throat> and hose, <laughs> that's my uh, voice cracks. I say hose. Um, attaches to the end of a hose. It's about a foot long and it's, it's a carbon based filter that's a heavy water filter or heavy metal filter for, for water. And it's designed to get metals out of your water. It's, it's designed to make water potable for uh, RVs mostly. Um, but if you do get one of these, which I advise doing, if you do get one of these, run it off for about 10 seconds before you put it in your tank. Because if you don't, the loose carbon that's in the filter is going to spit out and go right into your tank. Like what happened to me. Um, I didn't think ahead and didn't do this and I got carbon in my tank. So then I had to turn the hose off. Hose. Turn the hose off and then um, go in the tank and clean the tank out for the 38th time. And, uh, you know, whatever. So try to, uh, definitely try to pick up one of those because it's, it's, you know, it's easy enough to do and it's not very expensive. You spent enough money already. I'm going to spend a little more. Um, once the water, you know, obviously follow the instructions that came with your tank as far as filling it. My tank is, is, I don't know how, well, I don't know what the new process is. Oh, I don't know if the process has changed as far as filling a tank. I would think that it would just be fill the tank with the hottest water that you can, add salt. Turn on filter. Wait. <laughs> I would think, I mean, because that's pretty much what you do. You know, you, you add a lot of hot water, turn the filter on, turn the pump on, turn the filter on, and uh, start adding some salt, wait for it to dissolve. Start adding some salt, wait for it to dissolve. Turn the water off, filter, add salt. And then, you know, it's kind of, you go from there. It's, I, it, for me, it was fairly straightforward. I don't think the tanks, the new tanks would be that much different in, in the, uh, the, the way that you fill them up, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, I'm not sure if there's a difference in the way you fill the rooms or not. I wouldn't think so. I mean, it's the same idea. So anyway, follow the instructions that came with your tank as far as, as far as filling it goes. And then once it's filled, before you can float, you have to make sure it's disinfected. And, uh, apparently across the country, in different states, in different cities sometimes, there are different mandates as far as what you have to do, what you have to do to keep, uh, keep your tank clean. Um, currently where I'm at, there is no mandate as far as float tanks. They don't even know what they are. The only thing that it says is that they are not covered under pool and spa regulations. Meaning I'm out of pool and I'm out of spa. Which is fine because I'm out of pool and I'm out of spa. Or I'm sorry, pool or hot tub. Yeah, hot tub spa regulations, that's it. So, obviously, I, at this point, it's kind of on me and any other float center that opens up around here, if there is any, um, to, to keep their water clean, to keep everything clean. And currently what I'm doing, and it's, so far it's been effective, um, is I'm keeping it clean with, obviously, the alkalinity and the pH are in order, which is important as far as keeping the walls clean of your tank, you can develop a, a you know, a residue on it. It's, it's not good. It makes murky water. And then eventually if you keep, if it stays that way, you have to get, you have to dump the solution and start over. You have to keep your, you have to keep everything in order. And initially I made the mistake of focusing on my pH and <clears throat> I wasn't, I, I didn't really take the alkalinity in order as, in mind as much as I should have. And what happened is I got the pH in, in order. I thought I did. And then I came down the next day and it, it was off and I couldn't figure out why. It was because my alkalinity was off. So I got it figured out obviously a couple of days later and now it's fine. Um, 
but you can't leave it like that for extended periods of time. It's just not, it's not healthy for the water. It's not healthy for the tank. It's not healthy for the floater. Um, so obviously you can't keep it like that. As far as disinfection goes, I use, um, hydrogen peroxide, 35%, kept it closest to 100 parts per million as possible. Um, I check it before and after every single floater. And, you know, like I said, so far everything's been fine. Nobody's, nobody's complained about everything, about anything. I've used the tank numerous times myself, obviously. And, you know, no problems. Um, one thing I started doing that I don't know if any other float centers do, but I haven't heard anybody else really talk about it. So I thought I'd bring it up because it might help somebody out is, excuse me, let me take a drink of water here. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, one thing I started doing that really helped me out as far as um, taking care of the oils that, that remain. People are going in and out of the tank. People have oil on them. No matter what you tell them, as far as their shower goes, no matter what you explain to them, oil is getting in the tank. It's just the way it is. It just happens. Um, the oil sits at the top of the water, and you feel it when you're in the tank. You know, It feels like slimy. You know, obviously there's nothing you can do about it to a point, but there is something you can do about it, kind of. I started getting these things from, uh, I got two of them, I shouldn't say, I started getting them. I got two of these things from a pool and spa place, uh, they're called scum suckers, and what they do is they actually sit on top of the water. They look like the, they look like the, the white side of a magic eraser, alright, like that white you know, foam, and they sit on top of the water, and they're designed to just suck up oils, and they're desi- they actually suck up like 40 times their weight in oil, and I got to tell you, they've been very effective with keeping my tank clean, um, you know, as far as the oil goes, I've, I've, I'm pretty happy, I have two of them floating around in there, you can reuse them, you can drain them out, you know, you kind of kind of like wring them out like they're an old like bathing suit, and, uh, and then you rinse them out, you kind of let them dry in the sun and uh you put them they're reusable and i gotta tell you they, like i said they're very effective so i, I advise checking them out they're six dollars each i'm sorry 6.99 each and they're just like little foam sponge looking things give them a shot you know I've, I've had good luck with them um i was talking the other day to my to uh yeah my friend darren who's in uh where is he? he's in he's in he's in nevada peace of mind float spa is what he runs and uh you can check him out at floataattahoe.com. And he's got a nice setup. He's got a similar setup to where I have, which is he's got a nice, real nice thing going on in his house where he's got a, a real nice home office. And, uh you know, the, te- the floating conditions, from what I understand, are ideal. They're nice and quiet and temperature controlled. And and that's what you want. And if you could find that, whether it be on a, in a place that's on Main Street or in a place that's in somebody's office, in their house I don't really think it matters I think that as long as you can as a person let go and accept what the tank is giving you and what you're giving to the tank um, you know I don't think it matters where you are so he also has he also has an infrared sauna set up and he has oxygen aromatherapy which is pretty cool so you know he's doing alright over there but I wish him luck so yeah he's uh talking to him about keeping his tank clean and i recommended the float float sucker thing scum sucker to him so i think he's gonna try one yeah and that's it other than that 
keep the, uh, it's very important also to wipe down anything above the waterline in your tank or in your room, whatever it is, has to be wiped down, has to be sanitized. I've been doing it twice a week just because, I don't know, it doesn't, what does it take? You know, 10 minutes, five minutes, the whole thing, the whole process, cleaning it and doing all the other stuff in the, in the room as far as the tank goes, takes 10 minutes. And, uh, yeah, wipe it down. Everything in the tank that's not, that's not wet. Anything above the waterline. And you do that because it's so humid in, you know, for the most part, it's really humid in the tank. And usually it's pretty humid in the rooms. Um, my room's not too bad with the humidity. Um, but some rooms, I remember the first float room I went in, I was like, whoa, it was really humid in there. But I understand. I, I understood then and I, and I understand now, you know. But, you have to wipe everything down because it is the perfect place for something to grow. And it's not in the water and you're not keeping it sanitized, disinfected unless you do that. So I've been doing that. And for that, I've actually been using, um, first I was using peroxide and then I started using, um, I've been working in restaurants for real 15 years. So I'm used to using like a food sanitizer, which is, one part bleach to like 150 parts water. <laughs> I forget what the exact thing is, but you put a cap full, pretty much the, the measurement that I learned in the board of health classes, it's a cap fill to one spray bottle and the rest is water. And I put on a little mask and I lean in. I can do it just by leaning in because of where my door is. It's right in the middle so I can hit every single spot on the tank. But I spray that crap out of the tank and I leave the room for a couple minutes. <laughs> and then I go back in and I lean in and I spray a rag down and I wipe everything down with goggles on and a mask on. And then I, obviously I don't do this before any floaters coming. And I leave the door open on the float tank and I leave the fan on in the room. And nothing's living in there now, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> There's nothing living in there. And the reason I know that I can do that and that's safe because some places around the country use bromine and chlorine in their tanks. So obviously if I sprayed a little sanitizer bleach on the wall, which is designed for food safety by the way. Um, I know obviously it's, it's effective and I know it's not going to be, be uh, hazardous to anybody. So yeah, just make sure you keep your tanks clean because the last thing this industry needs at this point is somebody getting sick because it's, if somebody goes to a massage parlor and gets a bad massage and, uh, comes back to you and says, man, I went to Joe's massage parlor and got a tat, uh, got a massage from, uh, from Jen, and now my back hurts and it's killing me. You're gonna say, "All right, obviously don't go back to that place again," you know, or or at least if you do, don't go see her. Don't go see her. You know, you don't want to go back and see her. But they would still, they wouldn't blame the massage. They would blame the masseuse. And I think that at this point in the industry, they wouldn't blame the in, they wouldn't blame the center. They would blame the tank. And I think that the tanks would get a bad name. So it's, I think it's really important that we all keep our tanks really clean, which obviously, I mean, we're all going to try and do anyway. We're not going to be like, oh, fill her up. All right, forget it. It's good. You know, you're obviously not going to rely on just the salt to keep it clean. That would be silly. Um, so whatever you're doing, whatever your state is mandating, if they're mandating anything at all, make sure you're adhering to it. And if you're, if they don't have anything mandated to you, that's on you and that's even more important that you that you know because then there's nobody else to look over your shoulder and you you might slack don't slack don't slack and uh you know and that goes for the whole room not just the tank not just the inside of your of your uh 
<clears throat> of your walls of your tank. You know, the shower, everything needs to be sanitized. Everything needs to be cleaned every night. The room needs to be, the floor needs to be cleaned every night. If you have stairs going in, they need to be cleaned every night. Everything needs to be cleaned every night. And when I say every night, as far as, you know, everything needs to be cleaned between clients, but everything needs to be deep, deep cleaned every night. Well, in my case, it, I can say that with ease because, um, you know, it's in my home and it's one room. So it's not like it's a, a huge chore. And I don't mind doing it at this point because I've only been doing it a month. Um, but I could see that after a while, if you had multiple tanks and you were doing it a couple of times a day and then for weeks and weeks and months on, I could see how somebody could start slacking. You can't, you can't start slacking because like I said, at this point, they're not going to blame the tank. They're going to, they're going to blame the industry or they're not going to blame the center. They're going to blame the industry. They're going to blame the tank. And then they're going to say, man, I went into a John's flow center and, uh, floated. And then the next day I got a double ear infection. And I also have a, a yeast infection now. And then, and then they start naming stuff that doesn't even have to do with stuff. And they're like, oh yeah, by the way, my f- freaking kidney hurts. And like, what are you talking about? But then it's, it's brought back to, f- to floating. So the, the best thing we can do is, is keep our tanks clean. And obviously another good thing to do is use your tanks yourself. Cause I had a client that was here earlier today that was kind of looking at it. Looking at the tank, it was very new to floating, you know, never kind of watched some videos online from Rogan and that kind of thing, but didn't, never saw a float tank and immediately got nervous about the cleanliness factor. And I, I said everything I've just said to you, I kind of, I said to him and I could see he still was a little bit like iffy. He was still going to float, but he still kind of wanted a little bit of, uh, a little bit more of, uh, comfort. And I said, uh, listen, man, I, I use this thing often. You know, I'm not going to go in something myself that I, I wouldn't keep clean. I said, my wife uses it often. I'm not going to allow her on something. I said, and members of my family float. I said, I would never allow anybody that, number one, I would never allow anybody in there if it wasn't clean. I said, but especially myself and members of my family, like, you know, and once I said that, I kind of saw the, the, the relief and, uh, and then that was it. We shook hands and he was on his way and he loved it. So, uh, he loved it and he actually, Purchased the second float, so he's going to come back next week. So, all right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed the flowcast. And uh, you can email me at uh, thefloatplace at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, check me out, thefloatplace.com. And that's it. Take care, friends. Bye.